got hacked Friday morning, caught it. It spent right around $22,000. Jared Williams. <laughs> What's up, man? Yeah, he did. I What's couldn't that? even tell it started. I know. I All I saw was your face after you coughed. And yeah. it was like, it was something like that. That's it what wasn't made me laugh. Cough. I had to clear my throat. Mm, that's an important thing to do these days. You know, my wife worked for a guy for, he owned a excavation business. Mm-hmm. And she answered his phones and like got the customer's information. And then mm-hmm. the owner would call them back and figure out the work and stuff. But mm-hmm. he would go actually go out and work all day. And so she would just take the information like an answering machine, but not an answering machine. Right. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. And uh, and then he would come home at the end of the day or sometimes in the middle of the day and then just return all the phone calls. Interesting. So she would just be like, she just, she just take a message. Essentially. She'd just be like, Oh, let me just take a message and he'll call you back. Yeah. She would solve things that she could solve, but like the whole business was just paper. So there wasn't a whole lot she could do. Sure. Um, Yeah. But she could like, they didn't have his number direct, but she could reach out to him if there was a problem or Mm -hmm. something and be like, Hey, this Mm -hmm. customer called blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. What do you want me to do? Or that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. But the guy, um, actually, a real sad story. He ended up getting married, finally mm-hmm. found the woman. He was in his, I want to say he was like 50, late 40s, early 50s. He ended up getting married, and they took a helicopter from their wedding to go get wedding photos on this mountain, ended up crashing, and his wife oh, wow. died. Yeah. But he lived, his wife died? He lived, his wife died. Dude, and yeah, that's rough. That Yeah, super rough. And so... My wife, she would when she was working for him, it was before, you know, he got married and his wife died. And he would always have to clear his throat mm. constantly, which I do all the time too. Um, and I don't know why. Maybe I don't talk enough. Yeah. Well now talking. we're talking about it and now I need to clear my throat. Well, I brought it up so you can clear your throat now. It's okay. Okay, okay thanks. <laughs> uh, anyway, back to the story. Um, he, she would come home and she'd be like, man, he is constantly clearing his throat. I feel like something's mm-hmm. wrong. Turns out like a couple of years after his wife died in the helicopter crash, he dies mm-hmm. of throat cancer. Oh, snap. Now we're yeah. all worried. Yeah. So, Dang. yeah, pretty crazy story, actually. I only like I knew the guy for like three years and then his wife died and he died. And I was like, holy, mm-hmm. <laughs> holy moly. This guy had a short life. Huh. Um, but every time I clear my throat, that's what I think. That's what I think about. In, in the back of your head, it just filters up like, oh, yeah, you might have uh, you know, throat cancer. Yeah. You know? Am I Dang. getting cancer? Am Should I, I WebMD this? Oh, man. Years? Should, can ChatGPT cure this? Oh, man. I better ask. <laughs> Dude, ChatGPT is pretty cool. It is pretty cool. It's pretty um, cool. Been using Kostin, it a bit. Costin was telling me about this thing that you can, you can jailbreak it to make it not, to make it break its own patterns. Oh, and really? So, yeah, you can give it commands and then it can write you like malware and viruses. Like oh, you can like wow. you can like act as this thing. So you can like look up a website or something. You can act as a different thing. You can input a command and then ChatGPT will take away its like uh, ethical filters. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, write me a program to steal people's credit cards. And ChatGPT is like, here you go. And you're like, oh, cool. Thanks. Just like, whoa. oh, nice. <laughs> Dude, that's probably what happened to my Facebook account. Yeah. yeah. What happened to your Facebook account? Facebook account got hacked on, I think, Friday. Mm -hmm. It got hacked Friday morning, caught it. Mm -hmm. It spent uh, right around $22,000 in a matter of like six hours. 
Wow. Yeah. So they, they go in, they make, like I was running ads on Facebook. They get access mm -hmm. to your ad account and then mm -hmm. they basically clone one of your ads. Mm -hmm. So it's mm -hmm. named the same thing as one of your ads that's already sure. in there. And I'm mm -hmm. running like 30 ads. So right. I would never notice. Right. Um, but then on then they go in and it's like completely cloned all the way in until the final ad set. So like third thing, mm -hmm. they change mm -hmm. the picture and the stuff. And then they put these rules on it. And they're selling a $60 item like dog toy. And basically what they right. do is they run ads on your credit card because your credit card mm -hmm. is tied to your ad account mm -hmm. and get people to buy this thing and then they don't ship it to them. So they sold mm. like $2,000 worth of product right. off of my $20,000 in ad spend. <laughs> so Man. they spent 20 grand of my money, made two grand for themselves. I mean, uh, sounds like they but, made two grand on top. Yeah. So what's crazy, so long story short, got a hold of Facebook. Facebook is like, yep, we got it taken care of. They're kicked out, shut down. And I'm like, cool. Wake up Saturday morning, Saturday midday. They another 20 grand gone. Oh, geez. I was like, what in the heck? Turns oh. out Facebook didn't do what they said they were going to do. And oh, they wow. actually reset some stuff. Mm -hmm. And the hackers must know they're going to do this because they had a rule in my account. They created in my account mm -hmm. that if this certain thing happened, it turns the ad set back on and starts <laughs> billing my credit card again. And so Facebook Dude. actually made that happen. And wow. so, so and oh, then wow. so then you go in and, and talk to Facebook again and they shut it down, but then you can't actually go deactivate the rule. Huh. So actually for a, there was a third time where I got billed another few thousand because that because that rule was still there, even though yeah. Facebook took yeah. like mitigating, like they did something to mitigate it. Yeah. But what they did just triggered an event. Yep. That so a, allowed it to open up again. Yep. So in a 48 hour period, I think I spent $54,000 on these other people's Facebook ads. Man. And you're not going to get any leads from that, are you? None. I didn't get a penny <laughs> for it. Man. Yeah. Dang. So um, how do you... uh? Like, I mean, as a plumbing business owner, if you're running ads using Facebook, like how do you protect yeah. against this? So the way to do it on, um, you know, whoever's running your Facebook ads, like mm -hmm. I own my own ad account. So if like anybody who has access to your ad account with your credit card mm -hmm. on it, if mm -hmm. any of their accounts get hacked, they can get access to your ad account. Gotcha. Right. Mm -hmm. So then you can go in and take measures to, you know, turn it off and all that kind of stuff. Right. And I think it's just more of just being aware of it. And Facebook's mm -hmm. going to refund the money. And mm -hmm. normally what happens, like most people don't spend as much on Facebook as I do. Like how much are we spending mm -hmm. on Facebook? How much does Prospector spend? Um, Prospector spends, what do you got? 2,500 bucks a month. That's just on that. And then I probably spend another... Yeah, you have additional stuff. Other stuff, yeah. For your so, other ads. So I'm probably spending like seven grand a, a month, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and so my credit card company is used to charges from Facebook. Right. So so when this company just started, and I've done ads where I've spent a couple thousand dollars in just a few days, right? Mm -hmm. So my mm -hmm. credit card company didn't really think anything of it. Yep. Normally what'll happen is your credit card company will go, hmm. This yeah. seems this is weird. And they'll, and this they'll is shut weird. it off, and then Facebook mm -hmm. will shut down your ad account, and that's really the best thing that can happen. 
because mm-hmm. Facebook will shut it down. You'll get notified. Then you can go in and look at all your stuff and go, or your marketing agency could go in and look at it mm-hmm. and go, ah, there's a problem here. Like mm-hmm. somebody hacked somewhere they got in. Um, then you can contact Facebook. You can say, hey, we need to get this person out. Mm-hmm. Um, you can have everybody change their passwords, two-factor authentication. Mm-hmm. Which two-factor? That's another thing you need to do. Yeah, for you sure. Need, you need to use two-factor authentication on all. Do you? Your- um, is yeah. is there like a? Because uh, I know there's multiple forms. Like you can get a voice call, you can get a text message. Like what, in your opinion, is like the most solid in your you experience? Need, you need to use the um, like some sort of authenticator app, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. I've heard of people, and it's probably not that big of a deal until you're. Sp- I mean, so like typical plumbing company, they're spending a thousand bucks, two thousand bucks on Facebook, mm-hmm. and somebody hacks their account and spends three or four grand, and you're running a healthy company, and Facebook shuts your ad account down mm-hmm. because your credit card gets shut down. That's mm-hmm. not that big of a deal, and your credit card doesn't mm-hmm. get shut down; it just blocks Facebook, right? Right. Yeah, credit card's still so good not, to go. We're not paying Facebook anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So then maybe you have to pay that two or three grand and wait a week for Facebook to reimburse you. Sure. Not that big of a deal. Right. Um, even in my case, spent $54,000. I have plenty of money in the bank. I can pay off my credit card, wait for Facebook to reimburse me. It's not the right. Anymore, sure. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, for somebody who, you know, somebody early on in their business, like if this would have happened to me two years ago and spent 50 grand, I would have been like, holy God. Yeah, you're like, oh boy. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So it kind of depends on like where you're at in your situation. Obviously, the more money you have in the bank, the less risk there is when of stuff course. happens like that, right? Because you can mm-hmm. float. It's no big deal. Mm-hmm. So back to two-factor th- two authentication, I would use the app because... If you get big enough and like if you get well known, like your plumbing company is well known that you're a big plumbing company and mm-hmm. somebody knows you spend a lot of money on Facebook mm-hmm. and they could easily hack into your system, right? Mm-hmm. They can actually like people actually get an in with the telephone company. So oh, like wow. they'll find out who your carrier is. Mm-hmm. They'll find somebody that works for that carrier and they'll get access to your phone number. To be able oh, to wow. forward call to text messages and calls to their phone. Mm-hmm. So if you have two factor authentication on, it's going to text them the code. It's going to text them the code. They're going to switch it back to you and they're going to get into your Facebook. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. Wow. But if, but if you've got an authenticator app, that cannot be replicated because it's actually an app on your phone. It's tied to your phone, not your phone. Yeah. Number. Yeah. So, it's a physical, it's a, it's much more of a physical thing in your hand. That's the code that you get. Yeah, that's what I would do. Yeah, gotcha. If you're spending more than five grand a month on Facebook, I would have an authenticator app on your phone. And I would I mean, make I'd sure probably that... just get an authenticator app anyway. Like, why take yeah. the chance? Yeah, just why not? Snag an app. Yeah, and it's... I would make sure that any company that you work with, that everybody who has access to an account that has your credit card tied to it, uses mm-hmm. an authenticator app as well. That's a good point. Not yeah. don't just leave it like, oh, well, they'll be responsible with it because I mean they'll be responsible with it, but they might not know or have this level of experience. So right. it's good to have that checklist. Like when you have the marketing company and you're having the conversation, like, hey, do you guys use two factor authentication? And like, how? What do you use? Yeah, I just know the story of this guy who lost all this money. I don't want to lose all this money. Yeah. Um. Yep. Yeah. I mean, definitely for us at Plum Social, we have two factor. 
Oh yeah, totally. Because we're just aware. So, you know, I get a code to my phone if I got to get in or whatever, if I notice a different sign in. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Man. Technology, right? What have you been up to? Um... Man, same old, same old, just working. We're moving, so we're packing a lot of boxes, which is cool. Nice. Uh, well, mostly my wife is packing a lot of boxes. I threw out my back last week, so uh-huh. I've just been sort of uh, not doing much. Saw the chiropractor, so it's getting better. I had to stop working out. That was lame. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, just been busy working, talking to plumbers and talking to you and talking to Costin. It's been good though. We're excited. We're excited to move for sure. Good. That's gonna be a. It's gonna be a long drive. I think I'm gonna film on the way down. Make a bunch of content. Yeah. Because um, cool. that'll be, that'll be a long drive. Might as well, right? Yeah. Dude, here in a few weeks we'll be doing in-house podcasts. It'll be rad. I uh, know it will be rad. Who's gonna run the switchboard? Brooklyn, Christelle, yeah, somebody. We'll hire somebody. somebody. We'll get somebody yeah, to run it. Yeah, we'll figure it out. The yeah. neighbor. Lawn guy, huh? <laughs> yeah. Just get Alex to do it. Yeah, He's not gonna be doing anything. Guy. Can you come? You yeah. do our switchboard, please. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? Like, oh no, I'll pay you fifty bucks. It's good. It's a good deal. It's a good deal. Yep. Super easy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I haven't thought about that. I haven't thought yeah. about the whole thing at all. How that's gonna work? Yeah. I'm sure we'll figure we'll, it out. We'll, we'll figure it out. It. Yeah. Man, what do you been? What have you been up to? What's new with you? Um, I have been working on. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff has changed in the last couple of weeks, as you know. Um, that is true. Yeah. So I've been working on our course and our coaching program. Mm-hmm. That's probably mm-hmm. going to be launched by the time this comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty excited about that. It mm-hmm. should be pretty cool. The course, I'm super excited about the course because like I've been laying it out and putting the information together. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. There's just a lot of information that you can bring to the table and it's like man when i start getting into it, it's like oh wait what about this yeah yeah sure you, you just keep to, going you need to know this going thing, to different right? ideas yeah you know how to do mm-hmm. this i need to know how to think about this mm-hmm. um so that'll be super cool and then the coaching is going to be super cool um we'll probably put a link in this podcast down below mm-hmm. so that if anybody wants to sign up they can but what it's going to mm-hmm. be is we're going to structure it a little bit differently we're going to do you know group coaching so you sign up, you get access to our course, all the course mm-hmm. materials, all the past coaching calls. And then we're going to hold two coaching calls a week for one mm-hmm. hour. And you're going to be able to hop on those calls. Um, and we'll go over a portion of what we need to cover for probably mm-hmm. 30 minutes. And then we'll take Q and a, mm-hmm. so you're going to have, and so that's going to be cool because it's going to be, you know, eight coaching calls a month on a typical yeah. four week month. So yeah, you're able to get awesome. in and get your questions answered quickly. Like if you have a problem on Monday, you can hop in on Tuesday, get your question answered. Mm-hmm. Problem mm-hmm. on Friday, Tuesday, you know, Wednesday, you got a problem, hop in on Thursday, get your question yep. answered. Like yep. get it moving real quick. It'll be pretty cool. And I've been a part yeah. of a lot of group <laughs> coaching calls as well. Mm-hmm. And my favorite part about it is that if somebody else has a question and asks, I usually learn something. Because I usually oh, have, yeah, 100%. I, there's usually a question that gets asked that I don't even think to ask, right? Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. even think to think about for that matter. Mm-hmm. So that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. And what's cool, and what's cool, and like my group coaching experience with, which is a lot as well, is 
somebody might have a question and then the coach can answer it, but then students can chime in and then they can yeah. be like, Oh yeah, no, like check this out. This is how I solve that problem. Same problem, yeah. same type of deal. And you get two people riffing on it. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly there's a relationship that can be formed yeah. that is even outside the coach. Like the coach yeah. is still there in the mentor position, but then there's these other people who are at different stages and there can be a momentum. And I think there's more levels of accountability because you know, you can dodge the coach like the yep. coach can tell you to do stuff and you can dodge him. Yep. But if you start to make connections, now I got to dodge three other people. And if yep. like, if these are good friends, like the friends that we want us to push us and we want to push other people, they're not going to let you skate by. Yeah. Like they're going to be like, dude, like you're in this program. Like, why didn't you do the thing? Well, I had this idea. Yep. Like I told you, like that's not an issue and you know, it isn't. And so, yeah, I think, yeah, that sounds cool. Like yeah. it sounds like that's a I lot know. of coaching. And then the group atmosphere is fun. Yeah. The other cool part, like, one of my favorite parts, especially for like a plumbing business is, you know, the, the business is a little bit different for each area. And mm-hmm, so if mm-hmm. you can have somebody that's close to your area in the same program, man, you guys can really help each other out because you can be sure. like, Hey man, I tried this thing. You know, I'm really close to you. We've got the same kind of problem. Here's how we solved it. Dude. hundred percent. Right. Like- think about pricing where like you're in the same area and one guy is like, I could never charge enough. And the other guy's like, dude, I charge enough. Or like, I've, I've gotten closer and we're in the same area. Yeah. I've been charging more than what you think you need to charge or right. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, maybe speak to that just for a second. Cause I know there's always like this pushback of like, yeah, but like we're in the same area. Like we don't, we're competing. Like, so how would, how would that actually work? Would that work? I think that really matters, you know, on your market size. So like, Mm. like me, I'm in Fairbanks, Alaska. It's a pretty small Mm -hmm. market, right? Mm -hmm. And we've been able to go in and just kind of dominate because we had better branding, better advertising, better systems, better processes. Mm -hmm. We're just better overall. So we've been able to go in and dominate. And now if somebody were to come in and try and do the same thing, um, <clears throat> it's such a small market that they number one, they'd have a really hard time. Mm-hmm. Like they would only get customers when we slip up, then mm-hmm. they might get a new one. Right. Mm-hmm. They were going to do the exact same thing we're doing. Um, and so I think it depends on market size, but I think sure. like most of the places I've been in the United States, mm-hmm. I've gone to, I've looked at the plumbing businesses that are there. I have looked at the populations that are there and I'm like, there's so much room in this market for a plumbing company to come in. Right. Mm, sure. So like our, my market, we got like 30,000 homes mm-hmm. um, and we do 5 million a year in revenue. Mm-hmm. That's a tiny market. Like there's so many more markets available in the United States. And usually mm-hmm. in those tiny markets, there's not a plumbing company that's doing really well. Sure. That's, that's the thing. Sure. And and the cool part about being down in the states is like if you're in that market, well then just go to a different market. Mm, sure. Yeah, I would like if I could do it all over again, I would go to a different market. Yeah, because then you knowing, wouldn't. Well, because then your growth isn't capped. Yeah, knowing what I know now, I would say okay, I should go to a different market. Like I would have moved yeah. to Anchorage. It's 300 miles away, 350 miles away, mm-hmm. and I would have started my business in Anchorage. Mm-hmm. And so, because then I wouldn't have been capped I would, or I would have been capped at a much larger size. Right. Yes. And I would have been, so I, 
so when I want to go exit, I would have made mm -hmm. way more money exiting mm -hmm. because it's in a better location and it would mm -hmm. have been bigger. Even mm -hmm. if I sold at the same size that it is now, I still would have made more money because there's more the potential. potential yeah. Right. And mm -hmm. so when a like when an investor's coming to buy you, they usually come in and they want to buy you at a point where there's still mm -hmm. room for growth. Because sure. if you think about it, like on from their point of view, like if they're gonna buy a five million dollar plumbing company, and let's say they give you a you know, let's let's say that company's making a million bucks and they give you a six times multiple, right? So you make mm -hmm. six million dollars on the sale. Mm -hmm. Well, for them, if that company's only making a million dollars a year, it's gonna take six years to pay that off. Mm -hmm. But if they could dump five hundred thousand into that company and grow it into a ten million dollar a year company mm -hmm. and it's making, you know, two, two and a half million, mm -hmm. now it's only a two or three year payoff, right? Yep. So it makes sense for them. And now they've just taken a ton of risk out of it because they can always go sure. sell that thing <clears throat> now for, you know, if it's making 2 million a year and they sell it again for a six times multiple, they can mm -hmm. go sell it for 12, mm -hmm. right? And they only bought mm -hmm. it for six. So now it's fairly risk-free for them. But if you're, right. if you're capped, if your market is capped yeah. and they buy you and there's no room for growth, it's way more risky because they have to yep. assume they can maintain that. Right. Mm -hmm. And usually the people that are going in and buying, they're not maintaining businesses. They're going mm -hmm. in and strategically buying at this level, growing to this level. And right. they're doing that like three or four different times with three or four different companies. And then they're lumping them all together under one umbrella company and then mm -hmm. selling all four at once. Mm -hmm. So they'll take a company that they bought for 6 million that alone is worth 12, you know, grow it. Right. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> match it with four different companies. Rather than being worth 44, it's now worth like 60, 70, mm -hmm. 80 million, right? Just by sure, lumping sure. all those into one. Mm -hmm. And so I would I would think about my market when I'm going to start up a plumbing business. Yeah. You know, depending on what you want to do. Like if sure. you... If, and I've been thinking about this a lot, actually. And I think I told you, you know, if if when you're doing stuff in life and in business, you got to do what's right for you. Mm -hmm. What makes the most sense for you, right? Mm -hmm. So if you want to stay in your market, well, then by all means, start a, start a plumbing company. If, sure. you, if you want to, you know, manage your plumbing company for the next 20 years, 30 years, then by all means. Start one there and grow it to the size that you want to manage it and manage it for 20 or 30 years. I mean, mm -hmm. you don't have to sell it. You don't have to think about market cap. You don't have to think about that stuff. But mm -hmm. I think you need to think about what's best for you and what, what you want. And I think a lot of people don't think about market cap. Right, right. And it might not matter to you. But if right. it does, <clears throat> then you should move. You should move to a better market. And I would even say that if you're not concerned about market cap, like if you want to have a smaller size company just locally, you still should run it in optimal way because it's just going to be easier for you and it's going to be a better service for your market. Oh yeah, And not even with the intention of like, because you have an out because you can sell it because it's something of extreme value, but yeah. just because it's going to, at the end of the day, you're going to feel better about it. Everybody's going to get served better. 
Um, if you keep it in the general, you know, in the family and you pass it on to the next plumber in the family, then you're yep. giving them something that they can really, they don't have to put a whole bunch of work in to maintain. Right. Yeah. So yep. at the end of the day, it's still useful to do it the right way. It's oh, never yeah. makes sense to do it like undercharge and all that kind of stuff. It doesn't make sense. Like, yeah, when you're in a small market, if you try to run your business wrong, it's just gonna be really hard. It doesn't matter what market. Yeah, it's super hard. hard. Right. There's no for, there's really little forgiveness for it. Like if you can be successful in a small market, I think that speaks a lot to your systems and really the quality mm -hmm. of work. Yeah. Because you've said, <clears throat> I can gather the loyalty of small people. There's no like, oh yeah, we just went down to this town. There's like 100,000, 340,000 people there. It's easy peasy. It's like you really have to know your stuff to do well in a small market. Yeah, you do. Definitely. And you're not going to be able to dominate if you don't run your business well. And the, no. and the thing about a small market is you have to dominate. Sure. Yeah. Like Cause you otherwise you're not, yeah. Otherwise you're not going to pull in enough revenue to well do really well. Right. Yeah. You'll just, you'll get stuck at those lower revenue numbers, which, mm -hmm. is, which again, to each their own, if that makes sense for you, if that's what you want, then cool. But even at those lower revenue numbers, it'd be way easier to run your business in a legit way, right? It's just way yeah. less headache. You can take care of, you know, not only your customer better, but you can take care of your guys. You can take mm -hmm. care of yourself. You can take care of your mm -hmm. family. You know, when your Facebook account gets hacked, it's not as big of a deal. Those kinds of mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. Whereas like on the flip side, and I know we talk about this a lot, but you know, if you're not running your plumbing company in an optimal way, then all those things get harder. Facebook account mm -hmm. gets hacked. All of a sudden, you don't have the You're money screwed. bank account, right? You're mm -hmm. screwed. You're having a rough go. You know, you can't afford to pay your guys super well. So now you're not attracting the talent. And if you're in a smaller yep. market, the talent is really hard to come by. So you've mm -hmm. got to get you've got to get the guys that are there to come to work for you. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. All of a sudden, when something happens at a customer's house, right? You don't have the money in the bank account to kind of go, oh, yeah, we screwed that up. Let's go in and fix it. Right. And let's just not fix it kind of. Let's go fix it better than it was before we messed right. it up, right? Sure. You don't have yep. those luxuries if you're not running a plumbing business in a profitable way. So, yeah. Mm. Like, hands down, it just makes sense. No matter what situation you're in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, sounds like... Um, I mean, I'm excited for the course. I think it's going to be... I think group coaching is going to be... Uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun, but I think it's just going to be really helpful. Dude, I and so, so no matter where you're at in your plumbing business journey, it'll yep. just be helpful. And like, really, I want to come back to the idea that like having people who you can see their circumstances, I think mm -hmm. is so helpful because then you yep. can also see where you can be, right? So yep. if you're like at two trucks and you're in the same coaching call with somebody who's at six or seven trucks, mm -hmm. you can be like, oh, that guy's doing it and he's doing this. Mm -hmm. And that's what, that's what he's experiencing. And mm -hmm. then you can like consider, you can be like, one, you can go, that looks awesome. Or you can go like, that looks like it sucks. Maybe I actually don't want to get to that. Maybe I'm more comfortable yeah. at this level because I'm looking at that guy and his problems are not what I want to experience. Or yeah, or you can look at his problems and go, Oh, those are the problems that he's having because he didn't set this up right or, yeah. or he didn't think about this right. I can yep. have those problems now because mm -hmm. I'm going to go in and set it up this other way, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to set it up the way that Jared recommends in his course, <laughs> Yeah, right? Yeah. So 
I think it's super valuable. I think, I think it'll be super fun. It'll be super cool just to be able to like share everything and help people out. And I haven't told you this, but one thing I want to just keep in mind when we're, when we're building this coaching program is I never want it to be about anything except for the plumbers helping plumbers run a legit business that can make money and operate without them. That is my ultimate goal. Mm -hmm. And I don't ever want it to get anything but that always Mm -hmm. about the person that, that is using the service, right? That is the ultimate goal. That is, Mm -hmm. that is our mission statement, right? Mm -hmm. Hands down. I mean, it's the same mission statement that a plumbing company would have, except the customer is different. Right. You know, the customer ultimately is the most important asset. Yeah. Yep. Got to take care of the customer. Gats to, man. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, I'm excited. Um, Yeah, it'll be super cool. Yeah. If you guys want to join, if you feel like you need coaching, um, there will be a link down below. Probably take you to a website where you can watch a short video, maybe fill out a form, book a call with our, our team, and then see what we can do. Cool. Thanks, Jared. We'll see you next time. See you, dude.